I'm not creative, I wouldn't even know how to start doing that. Are you kidding me? If I tried that, it would end up terrible. Do you find yourself chatting like this or talking about creativity like this? Because honestly, it's so ridiculous. When did creativity become about a product and what it actually ends up, the end product, instead of the actual process? I've found myself here, and I know Ariana has, she always is saying things like, oh, I'm not creative, oh, my sisters are so much more creative than me, and I just always challenge her, because I know from my own experience, and just studying psychology as well, these are just limiting beliefs, and it's just a fear, and creativity isn't about the end product, it's not about a painting, it's actually just the process of doing something and generating something that's new and and using your brain in a different way. So we're going to talk about all that in this episode. Join us, Ariana and Liana, as we navigate the human experience, the good, the bad and the ridiculous. Share the adventures of life with us, friendship, laughter and love. So buckle up. Enjoy the ride and And don't don't forget forget to subscribe. Here at Car Chats, we acknowledge the traditional owners and custodians of the land on which we record this podcast today, the Boonwurrung people of the Kulin Nation. We pay our respects to their elders past present and emerging always was always will be aboriginal land welcome to my little corner of the podcast so i'm liana um you probably haven't heard my voice for a couple for a while now i am back from europe and ariana's actually away this week she's in burley heads but i am going to be chatting with you today. This is my own solo podcast, my first one. I'm a bit nervous, I'm not going to lie. I've got my tea here, but mostly it's just for aesthetics because on truly on a brand, it is cold because I forget about it or I try and race the clock and be like, oh, I'll make a tea. And then while it's coming to that perfect temperature (laughs) after it's being boiled, like I'll pour it and then I'll do everything that I've been avoiding doing. And then my tea's cold. Anyways, all that to say, we're going to be talking about creativity today, but not like painting and drawing and all of that good stuff. Just about the act of creating and what that means and what that can mean for you. Um, and I'm just going to say, like, this might be a big blanket statement, but every single person is creative. Every human is creative. I think to be human and even to be anything alive is to be creative. It's our very breath. We're creating breath every second. You know, there's so much more to what we think creativity is. And I think we need to expand and change our understanding of it and what it, the idea of what it means to be creative and not leave like it as an adjective for people that are so incredibly talented like obviously they are creative but that doesn't mean you're not creative just because you're not Picasso it's actually just sitting and being with yourself and listening to yourself and I think it's more about that intimate part of you that makes it instead of this unattainable 
thing only meant for elites and genius talented people like Picasso and Mozart and these absolute incredible people but that doesn't mean you're not creative and I'm here to go on my own journey with you guys to try and just challenge those beliefs a little bit so I'm just asking you to sit with me for a little do whatever you're doing if you're listening if you're driving whatever I hope you're doing well and welcome to my corner of the podcast I don't know if you've noticed but Ariana and I have been having a little bit of a different routine where we would do together episodes but then some solo ones and we might even get some guests on with one of us. Um, Ariana's focus is mostly when she's on her own or with a guest by herself is mostly on nutrition and dietetics because she's an incredible dietitian and I am going to be focusing on creativity and psychology because I have a social science degree my major was in human behavior so psychology basically and I actually chose to do a lot of my last theses on creativity and what it does to the brain so here we are (laughs) I want to chat first about what's next on my agenda some myths surrounding creativity okay so we've already touched on the fact that we think it's for these genius people that are just like one percent not even of the society and like the painting and the artists and that's what we think of when we think of creativity obviously that's a part of it but I don't think that's the whole picture here quote-unquote picture (laughs) also Creativity cannot be measured by productivity and that's when it makes it really hard. I've been stuck in this with my small business. I will try and value my own creative like artworks and stuff by how people, by how much they are sold or how much people are willing to buy them when that's not creativity, that's just business, you know, but I see my creative value and my ability as calculated by what others perceive it as and that's why I want to go on this journey because we need to turn these little beliefs over also another thing that I've struggled with a lot um, and I think a lot of people think this as well creativity and letting that side of yourself like just creating doing something that you love to do like a little hobby or whatever that's seen as a selfish selfish pursuit so okay This really impacted me and held me back from letting myself be creative for so many years. I think when we're kids, our whole world is being creative. We are making up games. We are making up new ways of how to use a cardboard box. Put a cardboard box in front of a toddler and they will be entertained for hours. And that's creativity, you know. That's letting themselves just be and explore and be curious and just use up space and play. And like as we get older, we are taught by society, sadly, because society values money, that these things, these vital skills for our survival and our happiness and our well-being and our mental health and our 
the list goes on our communication with others our ability to just live and be and breathe and in our space and be okay with who we are just gets taken away from us because it's replaced with things like academics oh I need to make money oh how am I going to pay my bills like playing isn't going to make me pay my bills oh it's not cool anymore to hang out and play these make-believe games with swords you know it's not cool to do all this stuff like if I'm not getting money off it if I'm not reaping rewards financially or status wise or class wise what is the point of it And I think that is so sad and wrong and it's honestly heartbreaking because I think society is in need of practices like creativity and creative living and we're in need of new solutions for like global warming, for economic crises. We're in need of people to think outside the box instead of just doing things that our society has taught us to do, which is just do maths, do English, get into financial school, you know be a lawyer be it which is amazing but we need to go outside of those boxes and not view each other as you're a lawyer I'm a doctor we don't cross like creativity allows us that space to come together and breathe together and think together and that's what I think creativity can do take a shot for every time I say creativity and you'd be gone do not do that <laughs> do not be seeing me my medical bills from the ER um, do not be sending me your medical bills from the ER, I mean. You're like stuck and I had this crucial period of this war inside of me. I was always drawn to design and creativity and just all things that are like that and I loved a crafty moment. I loved that. But I also like science. I also like math. I, I liked English. I could love every subject and now looking back, it was always the creative elements of each subject that I liked. Um, because creativity isn't just found in the art room. I made a decision to choose but psychology and English and maths and instead of choosing viscom or art, which is stuff that when I look back now, like I wish that I let myself do that, have that space in a classroom to do such a thing. But I didn't see them as academically viable as the other, as art. I didn't see it as academically viable as maths or something else that I should be spending my time on. And it's really sad now looking back, but it wasn't until my I got sick that I started letting myself create and I had this urge in me that I couldn't silence that part of me anymore. Um, and it would leak out in little ways, like I'd love to take photos and I'd love to do this and I'd love to come up with designs, I'd love to do calligraphy. But actually letting myself have that space, I didn't start that until I was sick and I had nothing else to do but it wasn't until like it was crucial and for my mental health like the only thing that will ever calm me down and the only thing that will ever help me process my emotions is the creative process whether that's journaling whether that's um and the things that we know that will soothe our souls and where we find our passion because of society as humans we deny ourselves of things that we love and we think there's not enough space and time in this world to do it this is all about that come along with me for this journey and if you're still not convinced i'm just gonna give you a little psychology study here this was a look into war veterans and ptsd and how art therapy practices would help them that they made masks and the mask was all about the face that they show the world compared to what they are feeling inside. So we all have masks on 
that's just a thing of humans. Um, we have different selves that we show other people, but especially for war veterans, this pride element and this like heroism that also comes with this big tragedy that ends in PTSD when they come home. And it's just, it's awful. Anyway, so this study looked at art therapy with war veterans and obviously war veterans can be male and female but majority in this study anyway I think were male and they were anecdotes that I read of this study where they were like big buff war veteran males <laughs> in America and being like I can't create what, what is this bullshit this isn't gonna help me this isn't gonna heal me but they literally saw so much improvement from the art therapy um, collective workshops that it was actually mind-blowing. So PTSD, if you don't know anything about it, post-stress disorder, but it actually um, impacts the parts of your brain that are connected to speech as well. So obviously we don't like talking about trauma because it re-traumatizes us, but our brain actually shuts down that part of your brain when you think about trauma so you're actually unable to a lot of the times communicate the trauma so when you don't communicate it just festers inside and it's obviously worse for you um it's not a shared thing it's a isolation thing what was found was that engagement in the process of creating this mask from this place of trauma war veterans could actually communicate their struggles whereas they were unable to before it had crossed this part of their mind and reactivated it because they had created something outside of their brain that was connected to these traumatic experiences they could then talk about it so it actually changed the brain plasticity of their brain and they were able to actually communicate their trauma and then find better management strategies and you know share that trauma and express themselves so art therapy and art and like the process of making and creating and doing and finding that passion and just has impact even if you're the most masculine built up male it has impact so i'm just asking you as we go to this next section let's just let's just leave our current understanding of creativity at the door and let's just be curious and be open-minded and as we just start to better understand our creativity and our ourselves because at the heart of it creativity is who you are i think we are created to create i think creativity and creating and being in that process is a coming home i think it's a coming back to who we truly are and finding ourselves and understanding ourselves and doing it in a safe and nourishing way instead of unhealthy coping mechanisms. I think creativity is this coming back to our inner child, which is so special. And I don't know, I'm getting emotional. Like this is, this is big stuff. <laughs> this world is screaming and crying for that, crying to come back to a gentle way of being, of how we were when we were children, of being free enough to be curious and discover things without feeling ashamed of being wrong, without living in fear of being seen as stupid for just trying. Like 
and I really see that in in like the fact that the Barbie movie was brought out how much an impact that had on little girls and literally adult girls and males like it gave us permission to relive our childhood and talk about what Barbie meant to us it gave us permission to wear pink and not feel like we were less than um and how big that movie was and how well it was received really was evidence to me that people are literally craving this coming back to our little selves and coming back to our creative selves and our souls things like reading fantasy or listening to music things that we find ourselves in wearing bows like I'm obsessed with wearing bows now and I'm so happy that so many women are coming back to wearing bows and it's just so fun and refreshing anyway so I think it's all about this coming to this state of flow this state of flow can also be seen as like being in the zone and it's actually a psychological concept but it's where a person is truly absorbed and immersed in doing something like an activity and they have ridiculous focus I'm talking absolute complete focus on this activity and fully involved and they're actually so enjoying the process of the activity instead of the product Um, and this is actually this sense of flow and this this state of flow has been linked to happiness and the more that we are in this state of flow the happier we are as humans which makes sense honestly it does I don't think there's enough people that talk about this but it is linked very much to happiness and it's not only complete absorption but it's complete enjoyment as well Um, and doing something for the sake of doing it because you like the doing instead of the sake of what it becomes yeah and there's a psychologist I am going to butcher his name but I'll put in the show notes if you want to learn more about this state of flow it's fascinating there's a psychologist called Michal Michali Skizant Michali I'm sorry I am sorry I apologize I'm sorry I'm of an ethnic background too and I understand the not being able to pronounce last names and I'm really sorry but his last name has 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15 letters. So maybe I'll have some <laughs> grace there. Um, and yeah, so I I saw these little elements of flow in your life and you have 100% done it. It's just in those little moments of when you're baking a cake, when you're um, writing a letter, when you're gardening when you're driving when you're driving down another road and you're just so completely absorbed when you're listening to your favorite album you're so absorbed in it and you're so lost in it and you're just listening for the sake of listening and indulging in it um but the thing is I never make time for that unless I'm making something for someone else for instance if I am making a birthday cake for someone else or I'm making a card or art piece or whatever it is and it's like I'll get lost in it for the time being and it's so reviving for me but it's always for someone else. I have come to the point now, I'm 25 years old Liana, come on, that that's not good enough. If that's what my true joy is and where my true fulfillment is, why am I denying myself and only making it for other people? I love outpouring myself to other people but I should be able to just do it for myself so I have been craving spiritual practices and I don't know if you feel this as well um just like 
also trying to find out what spirituality means to me now like when I was growing up I grew up Greek Orthodox and then went to a Pentecostal church and like I loved it but the practices were really rich and that was so well serving and like I still have my beliefs but I have been craving this curiosity and this curiosity of comes from creativity and I just think that coming back to a spiritual practice that is really inclusive and really diverse is exactly what I need. I am gonna start The Artist Way. If you don't know what The Artist Way is, it's just like been around for years. I don't even know how many years. Let me try and see. First published in 1994. Julie Cameron is a creative. She is, she has dedicated her life to helping people recover this sense of creativity in themselves. And I'm not talking only about poets and painters. I'm talking about lawyers. I'm talking about speech pathologists. I'm talking about anything, any, anyone. So I thought for my solo eps, episode, I'm going to be going through this course with you. It's a 12 week course. Obviously, it won't be in real time. I will be doing it in real time, but it won't be in real time because it will be published once a month. I thought then it could be on the podcast. And if you ever want to go and get, it's literally a book. It's a book. The Artist Way is a book. If you want to go get your own book and start this journey, you'll be doing it with me whenever you read this. And it isn't just a thing that you guys can listen to. I'm just going to be doing every week and then doing my reflections on it. I'll chat a little bit more now about what the artist way is and what it entails. Get yourself a tea, make sure you drink it when it's warm. Uh, So Julia Cameron starts her intro by saying people often ask her how do you teach creativity because isn't it about talent and she goes I can't teach creativity. I teach people to let themselves be creative and then they go oh you mean We're all creative. And she goes, yes. So it's freeing people's creativity. Let's just keep open minds here. She does refer to the creator. This isn't an instinctly creative book. You can see the creator as anyone. It can be God. It can be the universe. It can be just our innate humanness. It can be anything. Just It just refers to heartbeat, sense of being, humanness that we have in us. Um and our urge and our desires to move forward, to create, to do, to be, to connect with others. Um, And it's just this interconnection that we have with the world around us, with us and the planet and others. You can just see it as that energy. Yeah, so it's just simply creativity to her is simply that energy and expressing ourselves and learning about ourselves and being guided and questioning and being curious in that space so it's not some like we'll we'll, um too new agey too christian too spiritual language it's just creative energy yeah so just think of it as a goddess or as creative energy anything that feels comfy to you and let's go on and this is for anyone so when we create in spasms of light, so she said she learned to turn, turn her creativity to the only God I could believe in, the God of creativity, the life. Hey, so let's chat about the basic principles of the artist way. We 
tend to fear creativity. We tend to fear our big, big dreams. And I think this is a really special way to funnel those dreams and also see that you are valuable and that you deserve to um, make space for those dreams and it's not unattainable. So let us start. Okay, so how can we use this book for creative recovery? <laughs> Let's do some creative CPR. <laughs> so basically there is this called morning pages and then you have an artist date and then you have exercises. So each week has its exercises. Every day you do your morning pages and once a week you go on an artist date. What to expect? Do not expect this to be an instant pain-free creative recovery process it's all sunshine and rainbows it is gonna be hard it's vulnerable it's real it's gonna make you more free in who you are basically so we've got to stop telling ourselves it's too late we have to stop waiting until there's enough money to do something we really love we have to stop telling ourselves it's just my ego whenever you yearn for a creative life we have to stop telling ourselves that dreams don't matter that they're only dreams and you should be more sensible Stop fearing that your family and friends would think you're crazy. Stop telling yourself that creativity is a luxury and that you should be grateful for what you've got. Okay? And that all came from the book. Okay, so let's do it. The basic tools. So the first one is the morning pages and you commit in this course to doing it every day. And what morning pages are, are writing three consecutive pages of handwritten you have to try and not like take your pen off the page and you just do it it's a flow of consciousness writing it doesn't have to make sense no one's going to read it you're not supposed to even read them it can literally be like I don't know what to write today I don't know what 20,000 times um, until you fill up the three pages it is this practice that she swears by and people celebrities do this actors do this there's no wrong way to do the morning pages it's just a way of freeing those unconscious thoughts that hold us back. And she says, although occasionally colourful, the morning pages are often negative, frequently fragmented, often self-pitying, repetitive, stilted or babyish, angry or bland, even silly sounding. That's good. All that anger, whiny, petty stuff that you write down in the morning stands between you and your creativity. Um, so this is the primary tool for creative recovery. Then she goes on to talk about um, the, the inner critic that we have, gets in the way of what we do and she calls this critic the censor. Um, and also you do them first thing in the morning. As soon as you wake up, you do three morning pages and that's it. Asks us to see it as a meditation. She says, we meditate to discover our own identity. Our right place in the scheme of the universe through meditation we acquire and eventually acknowledge our connection to the inner power source that has the ability to transform our outer world. We have an artist date and an artist date is basically taking yourself on a date which feels so weird and I don't know how I feel about it yet. I'm kind of excited but kind of weird. Um, it literally can be going to a movie going for a stroll at the beach by yourself just uninterrupted time that has to be on your own and it has to be done every week and you're not allowed to tell anyone about it or what happened there it's all about nourishing your art of soul yeah so just being self-nourishing and kind to yourself so it's a really lovely self-practice and it's all about filling up your well so she says like any re regular repetitive action primes the well so this is about talking about that inner part of you that you create from instead of creating out of desperation um 
so that's what your artist date feels like and then we come to a contract that I'm about to sign to say I'm gonna do this um and then every week it is a different theme so week one is recovering a sense of safety so tune into the next solo episode with me to discover how I found all this um so you do the questions you do your uh, your morning pages every day and you take yourself on an artist date so I'm gonna be doing that 12 weeks but they'll be coming out in my solo episodes um yeah so let's fill out this creative contract and please do this with me if you feel inclined to do so or message me if you want to chat about it we can do it together so it says i liana understand that i am undertaking an intensive guided encounter with my own creativity i commit myself to the 12-week duration of the course i liana commit to a weekly reading daily morning pages a weekly artist date and the fulfillment of each week's task I, Liana, further understand that this course will raise issues and emotions for me to deal with. I, Liana, commit myself to excellent self-care, adequate sleep, diet, exercise and pampering for the duration of this course. Oh, that's hard for me. <laughs> okay, I'm in my signature guide. I'm excited. I'm excited. Thank you for tuning in. I will put links to everything down below. Message me if you need anything. I'm sending you so much love. Thank you for listening. I hope you like this episode because it was a big thing for me to do this by myself and I'm really excited to explore this part of myself with you and document my journey as such a psych student. Love you all. Have the best week and so much love going into your week. Love you and we'll be back